A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Is Swiftish still a <laughs> podcast? Oh, no. I know. I know. We really, we really took our quarantine to heart and said, if no one can be together, then we won't even pretend to podcast together. Yeah. And you, and another thing too was, yes, we were, we had just finished, I think it was London Boy. Or that song we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. And it just was, it kind of felt like bad timing to be <laughs> yeah. continuing podcasting about something so superficial. I mean, I love Taylor Swift. Mm. I love Lover. But it was just like a really like dark and dreary time. Oh, yeah. And I, some of us just need to process stuff. And <laughs> Taylor wasn't giving us a lot to podcast on so it was just like we don't have a lot of Taylor yeah. content. Yes, we can go over her songs, but and you know it just isolation yeah. just took me to yeah. a whole new level. Oh yeah, it's been a weird few months. Like mm-hmm. it, um, yeah, we're all on our personal journeys of of growth and um, realizations, yep. and mm-hmm. um, it was hard to kind of yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah I can't tell you that. This summer should have been so slow just because people are all working remotely, but I'm in charge mm. of a summer program for summer associates who are like interns and we did mm. a virtual program, which I I was I was very busy. Like I had no time yeah. to think about anything else. It's closing up and wrapping up right now. And I'm still like, okay, I need to focus on my job. But then there's Taylor Swift and I don't know because I have one <laughs> yeah. week left of like my summer program. And I'm like, oh, Taylor. Yeah. I know adulting is overrated yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just too much going on at all times and yeah like you said to be fair Taylor seemed to be pretty quiet too she did a few like virtual appearances for like graduation ceremonies and did some COVID donations and Mm -hmm. a couple posts here and there but it seemed like as a world we had all decided to just take this time and just try to get by (laughs) and so then surprise taylor's like jk i've been working this whole time here's an album for you (laughs) an album with 16 songs and a bonus track that we're not even going to be able to listen to until we get either our cassettes our cds (laughs) our um what are they called our vinyls which i ordered won't get it for 16 weeks what the heck and yeah. i didn't get a cd but then i realized i don't have a cd player how am i gonna oh, listen yeah. to it yeah but i'll just have to rely on some help from my swifties who have cd players <laughs> yeah. yeah no i mean it's pretty wild like yeah we still had half of lover to go through and, oh, and it, um, it's not even a year like sh- she's kind of had oh, yeah. she's kind of like her irish twins you know yeah. she she has these two babies who are so close together like how who do you pay more attention to we didn't have lover fest like this weekend we both you and you and i both should be on a plane no we should be right now we're podcasting on on the 25th we should be there like getting ready for a taylor swift concert 
And you guys, we had originally planned, I had texted Shelby and I was like, because we got a lot of messages from people being like, is Swift is still a thing? Are you guys coming back? When, <laughs> when are you ep- podcasting again? And so I texted <sighs> Shelby and I was like, should we podcast like the weekend of like Loverfest that we would have gone? Should we like kind of just do like a whole, like I don't know, thing of it? And we're like, yeah, let's, yeah. <laughs> let, let's do it. And we are, but for a totally different reason. <laughs> yeah, plot twist. This is no longer Taylor. a lover podcast. It's a folklore podcast. Um, Which, okay, question. <laughs> yeah. We we moved into season two last, last era because we had that transition from reputation to lover. Yes. Is this season three or are we <laughs> just kind of like in a mid-season finale situation? I think this is like... I think season two just got hit with a major, a major plot twist, but we're mm-hmm. still in season two. So now we have two albums to get through, but it's sort of a weird, like it is a totally, totally different album cycle for Taylor. This mm-hmm. was announced with less Thursday. than 24 hours to go mm-hmm. before the album release. There was no teaser teasers no like um lead track no first single so there wasn't the same you know promotional cycle we're used to which is Mm -hmm. usually months and months and months and just tons and tons of content and so this also feels like a special album in that it just even how taylor describes it it just sort of happened she didn't expect to release an album this year she hadn't planned on it but it just all fell into place so here's this gift so it kind of feels like Yes, it's a new album, but it doesn't necessarily feel like a totally new era. It just almost it's like it's like we got that double that double album theory confirmed, you yeah, know. <laughs> that's what I was like I was on the brink of my mouth. I was like, I have to get that out there. <laughs> yeah. But oh it's yeah. just so it's so interesting because we still have Loverfest, hopefully. So I feel like yeah. since we still have the hope of Loverfest you know, it, it's not officially over. Um, right. And I don't know because, you know, my, my husband loves this album. He actually went running at like 12.15 in the morning after the album dropped. He listened to it before I did. And he <laughs> ran an hour in the middle of the night listening to it. Wait, and you he mean was, like a midnight he, run? Yeah. He was like, I, I oh need, my I gosh. Need to, <laughs> he, he's, he doesn't he's not like this. I think he just was like, I need to work out. I haven't worked out in like two years. And just he just really liked it. And he, the one thing he did say was, um, this, this album would be hard to put a big production on for a tour. Oh yeah, exactly. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. Cause I, and he was wondering if Loverfest is going to happen and you know, is she going to make a whole shebang out of fork, folk, fork, I want to say folklore. <laughs> I can't talk folklore and you know I kind of see that I kind of see if she ever does anything for this it's gonna be you know those coffee shops kind of sitting in your your living room this is a sitting in your living room um personal concert to me Mm. this is what it I would envision coffee shop uh, I don't know I love this That'd album. That'd be Ooh. amazing if Taylor <laughs> did like 30-person coffee shop performances. Oh I would love that. Um the new secret but sessions. no, you're right. It's like these aren't these aren't bangers, these aren't radio hits, these are not stadium smashes. So I'm sure that she'll work a lot of these songs into the Lover Fest, mm-hmm. but 
they're definitely it's a totally totally different vibe and it's Mm -hmm. and it makes sense that this album could only happen now because she didn't have that strenuous pressure of oh I have to make something I can tour with I have to make something that hits on like a radio hit like it had nothing to do with any of that outside and what influence. I'm, and it was such a perfect time for her to do this and fly under the radar because everyone is social distance distancing. <laughs> so you don't have like a lot of people in her business as you usually would because there were no spoilers. There weren't like usually we're tipped off like, ooh, someone's going to be releasing a surprise album. And at least I didn't get anything like that. I didn't hear anything like that online at all. So this was legitimately like I woke up Thursday morning at like eight o'clock with a text message from you and be like, Ashley, are you (laughs) awake? And it just, I'm still, I'm still processing it. I'm still like when, when we're talking about our, because we're doing a reaction episode and my reaction right now is I'm still processing her whole, this, this new album. I've listened to it a million times over, but I'm still like, what, what's going on? I can't yeah. do this now. It was really <laughs> weird. I like woke up and I saw an Instagram notification that Taylor Swift had posted and it a pulled me times. to her first. Well, it for some reason, I only saw this one or I don't know. I was sleeping. Who knows? But it pulled me to the cardigan music video announcement. And I was like, oh, she did a new song. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I like clicked her feed and I saw like all these like woods. I was like, is this has this been hacked? Is this her account? What's happening? (laughs) And I like had to go through them. And I was like, wait, there's a whole album? Like what? How long was I asleep? Like what did I miss here? But no, it's just a surprise drop. And um, yeah, it was the craziest day of my life, I think, because I was just like, it's just hard when you're a Swifty, you're like trained to prepare for battle basically before these album drops you have Mm -hmm. months to work through things and clues Mm -hmm. to find and and little easter eggs to unpack and this was just like here's 16 tracks you're gonna get in 15 hours or whatever Mm -hmm. and it was just it was wild but i mean she did kind of do um a little hint in april when she posted a picture of herself and said, not a lot going on at the moment, a lot. And that did spark some people being like, what? Why? Why would she do this? Why would she do that? And then that kind of just died down. And then everybody, like once she posted this, I think she posted it on like 427. And everyone right now is doing the math like, oh, 427. That's also 724 when she released this. And all these people are like, that was a clue. And it's just all these little things that people are like, you know, sifting through because she's the queen of giving us all these Easter eggs. And so everybody's just looking back at everything. She posted the cinnamon buns photos and saying these, like she wanted like when it, when you want to post your buns on Instagram or something like that. And everyone was like, oh, that was an Easter egg to her buns that she wore on the side of her head. So there's like all these little things people are like she gave us some stuff and who knows who knows but it's really it's it's funny um and i think with the the 22 lyrics too for a post some people are like directly tying that to uh there's that lyric where he likes the indie record much better than hers and then surprise here's an indie record so it was it was fun but that's from we are never ever getting back together i know i know they just tied it to red (laughs) They just tied it to red. Oh, okay, 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 like, okay. You're okay, right. I'm people. out of practice. I haven't had to trace these lines of thoughts in a while. So I've got to get my Swifty hat on. Yeah. Get your okay. Swifty numbers, hat on. numbers, reaches, Easter eggs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's Bun. what's interesting to me is sort of like Taylor's first post about this is saying like a lot of her plans for 2020 didn't happen. 
this mm-hmm. is something she didn't think would happen, but is happening. So do you think back in April, she knew that she'd have an album this summer? Well, back in April, wasn't that when she was starting to record all of the stuff? Right. So Aaron Dessner, who was her new sort of producer on mm-hmm. this album, majority, ma- he, like, majorly. And some of it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He he had a couple interviews and so he said that she had sort of texted him in April and was like, I was sort of working on some music. Would you be interested in collaborating? And he was like, okay, sure. And then they started sort of texting back and forth. But the way he describes it is they did have some songs in the work, but they didn't really feel like it was a full album Mm -hmm. until they'd hit like a few different, I think like they finished like three or four songs. Mm -hmm. So it sort of feels like, I totally get the urge to sort of backtrack and figure out Taylor leaving these clues. But what I really love about this whole thing is that it does feel sort of more organic than scripted. And it sort of feels it feels like she maybe was sort of surprised that this was happening, too. So I don't know if she was laying the groundwork in her Instagrams. In in Miss Americana, she was saying she's writing more than she ever has so we know that she has all the all this stuff that she's written but she hadn't like she hadn't put out all these different albums out so yes she was writing which maybe not a lot going on just her like writing and it was a great lyric to put during quarantine to get people like you know to keep her feet up but you know maybe she just you know surprise i think this was a surprise to her too it is interesting Um, there because people are just pulling a lot out of that post where she talks about how she worked with Aaron Dessner, she worked with Bon Iver, um, William Bowery, which people are like, who? And then Jack Antonoff. And so it was just, it, just from that one post too, people like started going down a wormhole trying yeah. to figure out who William Bowery was. And some people have these theories that it's either Joe Alwyn because they hung out with her crew in 2016 at the Bowery Hotel and her and his grandpa was like a, a producer, um, author, and his name was William. And then some people are like, oh, William Bowery is really Lord because Lord is a, a songwriter and she was at the Bowery Hotel too. So who knows? <laughs> do, you, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. I mean, it is interesting that she she likes these little mysteries. Like she's mm-hmm. had Neil Sonberg and like, mm-hmm. um, she just did that. Look what you made me do cover with her brother under a fake mm-hmm. band name. So it's yeah. like, she does like these little puzzles and he is totally an uncredited songwriter. Never existed. No one knows who he mm-hmm. is. So it's, it's obviously someone weird. I feel like the most likely is either Joe, but the songs that he co-wrote are kind of the saddest. So it's sort of weird. Exile and Betty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people first thought it was Austin too because they had worked together. So it'll be interesting if we do find out. I'm pretty sure we will find out one way or another. But yeah. I don't know. The only, if we don't find out, then I'm a hundred percent positive it's Joe Alwyn. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they would be the only two capable of keeping that secret on lock and key. Whereas which if it turns also, out to be Lord or something. Which also everyone's freaking out because they're, like, there's so many people being like, and even my husband, to Joe and her break up, to Joe and her break up. <laughs> mm, I don't think so, guys. I just don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it is weird because there are definitely some sad songs on here. But I mean, and that's sort of, 
points off like the name of this album is folklore which is all about these sort of fictional mystical stories that are passed down and sort of the truth is blurred and whatever and so yeah (laughs) so before we get into like tracks and everything what were what were your expectations when you first heard about this album like what were you thinking hoping wanting um, so I know everyone was super shocked last year when I, you know, came out of the woods and I was like, I really, really like It's Nice to Have a Friend. <laughs> I love that sound. I love that indie, folksy kind of music. And I was hoping and expecting it to be kind of like that. And I mentioned, and kudos and double points, anyone who can find it on one of our episodes, I did mention that maybe she was teasing. And th- this wasn't an Easter egg because, of course, this is not this wasn't a planned album but i was like maybe she's teasing her next sound and then just you know low like now she released this album which i think if you put in it's nice to have a friend in this album it would fit right in like perfectly i think <laughs> it fit right in i think it, no i think it would be I don't, I don't think i would be shocked if i heard this on this album it wouldn't yeah. be something where I was like, oh, like if it was in the middle of the album, I'd be like, okay, because she's playing with this new, <laughs> this new sound. Like, I yeah. know you, all, I know you had mentioned something about Archer. Do you think that this is kind of reminiscent of Archer? The sound. I, I think it's. I guess I, I totally see your point. Like, I really do. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of It's Nice to Have a Friend, which is why I, I'm resistant to them. I think every song on Folklore is better than that. But yes, I hear you, and I see I do you, too. and. I think the Archer has similar like vibes like I can Mm -hmm. see but I would also be like I don't think the Archer could fit on here quite as easily just because Mm -hmm. it's more synth pop and Mm -hmm. so I do think she has been playing with this sort of indie energy for a long time. Yes, it started with Red, which it's also giving me some Red vibes too, which I think the Mm -hmm. indie sound on Red really pulled me in, just like Mm -hmm. sunk into me deep. And we've all been wanting to hear a little bit more of that. And now this is like our Red album, just folksy. And one thing Mm -hmm. that I am dying over is she is the queen of reinventing herself. You know, you like in the past few eras, she's been reinventing her her sound and her look. You know, she's been trying so hard to like – like be a mirror ball be what people wanted her to be and then finally you know we have you know we have lover then we have this um quarantine COVID-19 where she can just you know she she I think she like turned a new leaf and she's been working up to this within Miss Americana Mm -hmm. she is doing she's a songwriter first she's a lyricist and she is doing what she knows how to do best she's writing and all of this these poetry she's making she put to to music and it's mm-hmm. perfect and it's great and she's not trying to try and fit society's mold of what she yeah. thinks they want her to be she's doing what she yeah. wants and i love it i'm here for it she's reinvented herself once again in one of the most successful ways it it's the number one most streamed female artist on spotify it's number one for 2020 um it's such a great album and I'm so pissed off at Smash Mouth because they tweeted Boar Lore. And I was like, wait, who are you guys again? What? But I am. That I, was, I was expecting- a line for you. Smash Mouth, get out of here. Get her name out of your mouth. Disaster. You- 2020's canceled. <laughs> no, I know. It was, what were it was your really- expectant? Yeah, I was. I- 
No, I agree. I think it was it was everyone, you know, folklore, this like woodsy vibe. She was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is different than anything. Everyone kind of felt like, okay, we have some hints here. We have like safe and sound. We have mm-hmm. um, the archer. Uh, sort uh, Like every mm-hmm. album has sort of a t- taste for this. So I was excited. I was really excited. Mm-hmm. I felt like it would be a great... It, it's like one of those things we talk about so much is how... Taylor is sort of discounted as just a pop star so often. And it's so frustrating because you're like, she has done, she had all the homework is there for you to like really study up and see that she has been a songwriter first. She has great lyrics. She's a strong visualizer. Like, like it's all there. And so I knew that this sort of stripped down album without like the added pressure of pop singles would be a chance for her to really just lean into that, even just mm-hmm. for herself. Because I think as someone who loves pop music, like watching her journey from 1989 through Lover, you can kind of see how she she really does love making pop music and she's good at it and she knows how to hit those beats and, you know, you have those bridges and you have those choruses and it's so fun yeah. and pop and light. Um, but it also means that you have to kind of hold back on these more metaphysical like deep lyrics and it's yep. not as like easy to fit those into a which little is, pop which is song why this album is still processing in my mind it's yeah. not it's not like a, a pop song where it's so easy just to read into like I'm still trying to digest all of the songs <laughs> yeah. um and it's just so deep and I was wondering because it's not you know that pop light kind of superficial i mean i i don't want to use superficial and talk about taylor swift because like she's not and, yeah, yeah a little sweeter digestible yeah. so i'm just wondering like will the younger generations i'm not talking about younger generation like 20 <laughs> or like high school but you know little kids who like l- like kids who are like in their preteen eight nine the tweens, years old yeah. yeah the ones who are like obsessed with taylor um at that age will they drag their parents to a concert for for this if she was doing a tour for this like are they loving this album that's what i i, I wonder like i don't think it's, so it's, it's very mature it's, it's most written for them exactly it's not and a lot of people are like oh taylor swift like only little kids like her so that's one reason why i was like <laughs> i wonder because it's so deep and it's very mature it's the most mature piece of work she's ever produced she so i was just swears. wondering Oh my gosh, yeah. she says the F word. <laughs> she says the F word so much. My no, I know. Lance was so like, Are funny. you so happy she's swearing? And I was like, I mean, I think, like, it's, I guess it's not yes. something that I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. He's like, But you were so happy that she, she swore in the last album. And I was like, Yeah, uh. but it was also how she used if a man talks shit, then I own nothing. I was like, That line, loved it. <laughs> I was like, I love all these other lines, yeah. but like, it's like the cussing isn't making it for me. Mm, at all but I, I love yeah. it yeah I no it. I mean I think that sort of speaks to her growth right she's 31 mm-hmm. now and mm-hmm. um and she's grown up we've grown up with her like I think and that's what's great is she has been able to hit different audiences this whole time so I don't think she wrote this for in the hopes of catching everyone all at once. I think the fact that it was such a success was a happy surprise for her. Yep. Um, and that's great. And she's Cause 30. I think she'll be 31 in December. Cause I thought she turned. Yeah. She just oh, yeah, turned yeah, 30. Yeah, you're right. Rob's a year older. <laughs> My husband's turning <laughs> 32. So I just lose track, but Lance just turned 32. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we're like tied to the yeah we got some age here but um no what i was gonna say is that i think listening when i first like sat down and listened to this album the mo the thing that stood out to me so much was just like how like i don't want i don't know the right word like all open and honest and like real it all felt and that's mm-hmm. coming from a super taylor fan who aside from the song me has really loved almost everything she's done and so it's like it's like i totally am here for a good out of the woods moment a Mm -hmm. solid shake it off dance party like Mm -hmm. we are never ever getting back together is still a banger and i think Mm -hmm. those all still speak to her talent her range her fun but this album would hit like in a totally different way. And it's like a lot of people have been trying to parse this out, how, how it feels like the most natural thing for Taylor Swift to do next, but it's also very different and mm-hmm. how it feels like something so familiar to Swifties all around the world. And yet she's never done anything like it. And I think yeah. that's just been so interesting to kind of parse out. And like, as I was listening to it for the first time, it was just like, she sounded so good. There wasn't so yeah. much synth layers and like artificial, mm-hmm breathy moments it was just like raw honest and just a very pleasant experience in this dark dark year and it really fit you know the the mood that we're all feeling right now and looking back at last summer you know Mm. lover was bright and just like pop and everybody just loved it and it had the, the the beats and the melody that just kept you up at night dancing and it's so interesting, you know, they're just so parallel to each other. Mm-hmm. And those two summers are like night and day too. Last summer, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was going to New York. I was going to all these places. Mm-hmm. I was like living my best life. And then this summer, yeah. it's R. so R. nice <laughs> to be able to have like an album that can kind of really – that's the album of the summer because yes. it, it, you have all the feels. There are some like – some ones that have like really nice melodies, but there's others and they just all fit. In my mm-hmm. dark and dreary mood. I know. And I can sit on my couch with my corgis cuddled up and just be like, yes, I can cry yeah. when I want to. I can have like, the songs that really, you know, mean a lot to me. Yeah. I know. Cause like even before this album was announced, so like a day ago, um, <laughs> I was sort of like, I wanted to listen to Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. But when I put on Lover, I was just like, I am not in the mood right now, sister. Mm-hmm. Like, take this paper rings. Like, I don't mm-hmm. feel this. Give me those hard hits. Like, we're going back to Speak Now. We're going back to Red. We're going back to Fearless. I need some of these, like, moody, atmospheric, like, feels. And so when this album came out, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is exactly what the doctor ordered right now. Yeah. I tried to listen to Lover on Thursday before it, it dropped. <laughs> yeah. So I like to listen to the the last album before and I listened to it but I was like oh, like I'm just not in the mood for <laughs> yeah. for the for these and it's nothing against Taylor it's more my my attitude and my mindset oh yeah it's all yeah. against the year we've been given you know it's not Taylor's Seriously. fault that 2020 has sucked balls but here we are she saved 2020 yeah right <laughs> yeah much <laughs> thanks but no I mean this is a huge album like you said 16 tracks um Aaron Dessner was a first for her and he did most of them at 11 tracks and then Jack Antonoff came in for I think six tracks and then she also did one with Bonnie Vare. and so huge huge success very surprised yes. I mean not surprising honestly but this is light years above any of her other albums on Metacritic she has a 94 score right now which mm-hmm. is a universal acclaim sort of measurement awesome. and all her other albums have hovered around the 70s which is 
defined as generally favorable reviews. And so, Mm -hmm. yes, we're still waiting on some to come in. She has about 14 reviews done now. But that is a huge, successful album. Like, that's a very hard-to-get score, especially in this day and age when so Mm -hmm. many albums feel sort of haphazard and there's a lot of throwaway tracks thrown in there. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's so exciting to watch people love this album. because It it is, especially when she wrote it in such, like, a short time frame. You'd think that maybe, like, oh, she just, you know, she she did it too fast. Yeah, there should be throwaway songs because they're just (laughs) – in three months, she wrote all of these. It's and it just I know it's just and recorded and said, all of them. I it's so crazy. And she had said like yeah. in isolation, my imagination has run wild, and this album is the result. So the last three mm. months have been great for quarantine for her. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm like I wish my imagination had been She's running wild. Yeah. I was playing. Um, what was yeah, I playing? My anxiety got, was running wild. Yeah, <laughs> I've gone from playing um, Ticket to Ride on my phone to. Yeah being a little more social with some friends and playing Settlers on my phone. So yeah. while I <laughs> yeah. was doing that, she was writing a whole gross. album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I paced my apartment and uh, called that good for the day. But she's yeah. like, you know what? Let me write a new song. I'll get it done. And, and that's what's crazy us- too is Erin yeah. um, Desner said that some of these like recordings, some of these vocals were done in a single take. It was the first time they had to like, they were working on it up until like, I think a few days or a week ago where they were just rounding out and they had to, you know, it was all quarantine. So the guitarist would record in his studio and then they'd have to fill that in at their studio. And so it was all over the place. It was just puzzling these pieces together. And this is like, I mean, honestly, I just love that Taylor did this album only to like, end a little bit of those complaints that Taylor Swift can't sing. Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift has a bad voice. It's like she's not trying to be Adele. She's not Beyonce, but you can't pretend she doesn't have like a range there now that wasn't there when you're like 14. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Someone posted something on Twitter. Someone, um, they like called out, they didn't call out anybody. They listed all of the the male co-writers that were on that mm, album and they're mm-hmm. like oh my gosh this album has so-and-so 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 what a great album and someone was like yeah like take taylor swift out of the mix and what do you have like it's just like they, <laughs> they were saying it's such a great album because of the co-writers right and i was like oh my gosh can we just uh, put that to rest annoying like, yeah <laughs> this is very annoying yeah. like and uh, anyways no, I just, that is very frustrating, especially because all of these song, all of these co-writers, co-producers, they come out and be like, wow, Taylor mm-hmm. is like very talented. She's very fast. She knows exactly what she wants. She has these great ideas. She came mm-hmm. to me with a full song and I just kind of patched in a few things. Like it's like uh, reference after reference is telling you that Taylor is talented. So can we please just take their word for it? Like talk about mad woman. Like I just get so frustrated. You poke the bear. <laughs> She's kind of... Yeah. I will come for you. At this (laughs) point, it is just ignorance if anyone pretends that Taylor Swift is is some sort of robotic star who just gets songs handed to her. Like, yeah. And that's the thing, too, that I like in a lot of these reviews. You have so many great reviews from like Entertainment to The Guardian to Rolling Stone who are just like, this is not like, you know, this isn't Bonnie Vare's folk. This isn't, this isn't like, 
the Nationals indie. This is Taylor Swift's take on the genre. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. all still feels so true to who Taylor is, the sort of way she writes, these evocative personal images that feel so detailed and yet so relatable at the same time. And so, yes, you're getting a new genre for Taylor. You're getting a new vocal exercise for Taylor, but it still feels so quintessentially Taylor Swift. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I was telling I was telling Lance today. I was like, I'm really nervous a podcast about this episode. He was like, Why? I'm like, or about this album. I was like, Well, like I'm not by any means an English literature. I don't have a, B, a degree like like Joe or like anything like like Shelby. I was like, I just mm-hmm. I was like, I I like to hear the sound, the 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 music. I like the story behind it. I was like, I'm so glad that Shelby is the co-host because you can just really <laughs> dig deep into the lyrics and you have such a great way of even vocalizing that too. Because oh sometimes gosh, I'll be like. You. Oh, I like that. And you're like, why do you like it? I'm like, uh, because in my brain, <laughs> I like it. And like, I love the way that you put your thoughts into words and you describe her lyrics and her meanings and her intention. And it just is very thought provoking. Oh so, my gosh, girl. I, I miss podcasting with you. I just like I need this <laughs> optimism boost. <laughs> I'll just give you a the last few months. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In my entertainment room. Oh, no. Right on my computer. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, yeah, we haven't even like talked about the tracks listening to the album. So, what were your, what were the moments that stood out for you on first listen? Like, what were your favorite songs? Okay, so to kind of preface it, which we all know, all these songs, she it's like, you know, folklore um, stories mm-hmm. who kind of been embellished and she's writing yeah. about or from the perspective of people she's either met, people she's known, or people she wish she hadn't known. And we have some of insight for her, but also insight from like people that she you know, that she's met along the way or stories she's mm-hmm. heard. So I have a really hard time choosing the one you know, the number one um, track of it all because yeah. I think it all has each song I don't think that I'd I'd skip. I think it all yeah. kind of depends on what mood I'm in right now, but I have – I think it's five songs that I really, really like right now. Oh, damn. And Let's hear them. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so hard for me to, like, really pick out which one, which one. I like yeah. the one. I love that that was the yes. beginning of the song. It kind of – it was a great intro from um, from Lover into oh, the yeah. one just like good segue because it still had that upbeat uh, melody ish yes. it was kind of had that the, the sad undertones but I I, yeah. I love the plunky guitar the piano the violin I love how she's singing about a past love but it's not like she's so sad and she wishes him yeah. that she wishes him the best and she's like oh it would have been fun if I was the one but she's not like crying over it so it's yeah. still like a very positive look on you know, mourning over a past love. So the one, I like the last yeah, American no, Dynasty. I, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, I just wanted to say about the one. I honestly agree because my one yeah. singular fear about this album was, oh, what if it's all just like depressing and like really, yeah. you know, moody and like, I really like pop. I really like happy, you know, mm-hmm. upbeat songs. And so when the one started, I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. This is yeah. good. I can, I can do, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic about this now. And right. it really does have that sort of bouncy energy that kind of lets you know, like she's still there, you know? Yeah. She's still okay. And I love, like, yeah. and it's, it's always that, like, looking back at that young love, I feel like the album kind of has that that mm-hmm. theme of like young love and you know mm. just reminiscing on the past oh, so yeah, i really definitely. liked that and just you know yeah. 
and if my wishes came true, it would have been you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm just want like I really want to like sit down with her and be like, okay, tell me, <laughs> tell me who, yeah. where, why, how. Yeah. You know, like tell me the the folklore behind all of this. Yeah, it's like um, we know it's like yeah. fictionalized, yeah. but every story has some truth, Taylor. I know. <laughs> I know. And some people were wondering if this was about like Selena. A lot of people were like, oh, is it Selena? Mm, interesting. And the weekend. Like I was just reading all these theories because yeah. I was just wondering what people had in mind. So yeah. what was Lots it? Surprise so mine, throw. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> so the one, I love the last great American dynasty. Yeah. Um, just the story behind it, how it really, you know, I, when she first taught, when you first heard Rhode Island, I was like, oh my gosh, this has to be about, about her house. And then you hear the story mm-hmm. behind it, which I haven't really heard. I need to go more into it. And I'm so excited to dig deep into the song with you because of the past mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, dying someone's animal lime green is yeah. hilarious. Um, and then, um invisible string oh i loved invisible string it was so upbeat so cute definitely personal for her we can we had those little easter eggs of bad was the blood that was playing in the cab (laughs) when the first trip to la like that like just the little tying back to her and joe i love mad woman definitely we had some some digs in mad woman some Mm. um some bad blood if you would was uh (laughs) reconvened i really yeah. like that and betty i really liked betty too just yeah oh very country was, yes very country that's what i wrote down on my back. my yeah yep i put it's very country to me i love the love triangles i want mm-hmm. to know did she take them back uh and yeah. then, you know, we get all the answers and <laughs> and all of a sudden he obviously yeah. knows she didn't take him back in cardigan you know, yeah. just looking back. But I, um, it was so hard. I like Cardigan, too. Um, it kind of <laughs> had a reminiscent of Lana Del Rey, Young and Beautiful, from the Great Gatsby movie soundtrack. Oh, interesting. It yeah. just kind of gave me the same vibes and same feelings. Mm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's hard to pick one. So that's yeah. six. What about you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a few. No, I mean, it is like – Obviously, I think every time we listen to a new album, we're like, oh my gosh, this is her best. This is so good. No mm-hmm. skips. But this mm-hmm. one really feels different. Okay. So it does. Because <laughs> each it. of them have a story and there's so much meaning and depth behind yeah. all of them. So, like, you yeah. really need to listen to them. And really, like, every single time you listen to it, even if you read the lyrics, something else pops out. The way yeah. she sings something, the bridge, the, the melody, something pops out if it's not just yeah. the story. no for sure it's been like I mean I did end up staying I ended up staying up to listen to it it was hard I was very tired better person but I (laughs) did and so I I was listening to it and texting my sister as we listened to it together sort of and and it was fun because every single song sort of took me by surprise and I was like wait I want to go and like unpack all that she just said like not even in the same way where when we listened to like bad blood we're like who is this about what's happening what story is she telling like this one i could even appreciate that it's fiction i'm like this is cool Mm -hmm. story i want to hear more about how she made this image like what character she's inhabiting here like i really every song just kind of took me by surprise but you kind of wanted a book out of each song like can you give (laughs) us a whole book like the love triangle can you please (laughs) give us a whole book of the whole story of how it all went down like I feel like she needs to start releasing the one series, yeah, Cardigan series. Some novels. The last yeah. Great, yeah, we need some novels because it's she tells so much in this one song that we need mm. we want want more from. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. So on my first listen, I tried to rank them as I was listening, which was very hard. But um, my original favorites were August and Mad Woman. I mean, who's mm-hmm. surprised? Not, <laughs> and, not surprised at all. And The One. The One I really loved. Okay. So and you and I now, had some... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's easy to predict kind of what our vibes would be because even when you were like, you know, because you loved It's Nice to Have a Friend and I think the mm-hmm. energy of like the great American dynasty and even like um, uh, invisible string sort of has that bouncy yep. sort of light plucky energy. Yep. And yep. then I love a good, a moody <laughs> slasher. Mm-hmm. So mad woman check. <laughs> That's a box for me. August depressing AF, like give it to me. But can we also talk about at the beginning of August? And I don't know if anyone else thought this. I think it was August. She had, she sounded so different at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, I had to look and see if she was. It's just at the be- when she's first singing at the beginning. I was like, is she collaborating with the- is somebody else singing? Oh yeah. And it was so different for me. I was like, oh, I'm here for it. Different sound. Well, that's what was so fun about all these songs is just her vocal range and the way she was playing with her voice. Like, I think Seven is one where she goes into a really high range, and then oh, Seven I was think- the one I didn't know. I had this. I didn't think this sounded like her at all at the beginning. Oh yeah, Sorry, yeah, not August. No. <laughs> Yeah, they're right next to each other and they're num- numerical, so it makes mm. sense. And then I think I think there's one where she does there it was like it jumped out at me where she does a sudden high note and I was like, "Oh, Taylor, like, yes, mm-hmm. take me to church," mm-hmm. you know? So it was like really fun to hear this stripped down Taylor because the last time we got sort of these slow ballady hits was kind of the red era and her voice was just in a totally different place. Mm-hmm. And so here it's like Yes, you had like range on reputation with like Don't Blame Me and on Lover with some of these fun pop songs, but it was always sort of buried under production just because of the energy of the track. And so Mm -hmm. here it's really just it's her and a piano, you know, so you really get to like listen to her and enjoy her sort of vocal exercises, I guess. So every single song had a little bit of a different uh in way for her and it was really it, it was really nice to listen to all that i was, it just was like yes great. i love her I, I always knew she was great like prove it to the masses girl like you got this uh, I but i would I say just, now my favorite is um my tears ricochet and mm, invisible string are ones oh, i keep going back to i like you yeah i do <laughs> I do like my yeah. tears ricochet. What about Cardigan? Because we got a music video yeah. for Cardigan, and someone had tweeted right before the album dropped, "What do I listen to first, and what do I watch first? Do I watch the music video first? Do I listen to the album first? What do I do?" And you have Taylor Nation who retweeted and said, "It's up to you, but personally, <laughs> we're going to watch the music video first, and then." We're going to listen to that, that album. Bonkers. Did did you have a, did you did you do that or did you listen and then watch? No, I listened to the album and then the next morning I watched the music video. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that makes me a fake fan, but that's what no. I did. I don't, and Taylor Nation did not say <laughs> anyone is fake. Suck it. Yeah, what? Shh. they can't. <laughs> do not say that. Do not blacklist us again. Um, one thing I did like, if you did, I I listened to the album first. And then I watched Cardigan, but I was like, I understand where they're coming from because you have in the music video, which we can unpack on a different and different episode, but you have this girl, you know, Taylor going into these different 
fantasy lands from her piano and different mm-hmm. situations. And there's so much more to it, but it was kind of introducing, I think, um, the the writing style behind right. everything, the folklore of it all, how she uses her piano to escape certain situations or mm-hmm. embellish certain things. So I, I thought it I was like, oh, I was like, maybe that's why. There's so much more to that music video than yeah. just that. But I was like, okay. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I like cardigan. cardigan. Yeah, it's cute, and I like I mm. like this like this little trilogy she sort of put in there. I thought that was a cute yeah. idea. It was clever, and so you have cardigan, August, and uh, Betty that sort of mm. mirrors this love triangle, and each song is from one of the teenagers' different perspectives. Yeah, and so one, I thought too. that was yeah, I thought that was a great flex where she could prove like she doesn't have to personally experience something to write about it um in a relatable way and mm-hmm. she gets to just pull things out of thin air exactly because she's a 30 year old woman who's experienced a lot of life so mm-hmm. maybe she hasn't been the 17 year old on the high line who was cheated on in the month of august and then he came back on her porch and like asked for you know like maybe it's mm-hmm. not a diary entry like the same way um all too well is but she can pull from these different experiences and write these really really conceivable like beautifully intimate portraits of of these yes. lives and so i think that's what's so fun about this album is her just being able to be to breathe and be like yes people expect these personal anecdotes but i can also layer them with all these sort of different mm-hmm. you know truths and untruths and fiction and and ideas and daydreams and so that's been well, really what fun I liked, what i like about this album too is always kind of reminds me of we had that one time we did like a question and answer we had one of our friends one of our really good friends Leah submit a question like do you secretly she hopes she's gonna break up with Joe so we can get a breakup album yeah. we have a breakup album but <laughs> as far as we know she's still together with Joe and yes. it, it's just her her writing talents really shine high in this album because she's like any great writer she's taking from her experiences other experiences and she's putting it into this masterpiece so you yes yeah it's like yeah we're not getting like the true true taylor like back in the day taylor but i think this is even better because i think in order to grow as a writer you don't always write about your personal experiences mm-hmm. um but can we also talk about exile the one song where she yeah. collaborated with someone, um, I loved it. I love the yeah. contrast between Bon Iver's deep, you know, manly voice and Taylor's <laughs> voice. You know, she has like this light, airy one. And it's it wasn't my favorite. Like, it wasn't the worst one. But I, whenever he starts singing, I'm just kind of like, oh, melt me. I know. It takes me by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa, like, what is hap- What is this? I like forgot this? he was on <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah. that's one of my that's one of my MVPs of the, yeah. the album just because his voice you know, melts is, me like yeah, chocolate. I think in one of our like Instagram live streams we were like making cookies or something and I was talking about how the last time was one I kind of tended to skip over mm-hmm. and I recognize that I was you know I was younger then I was more naive and I have grown to appreciate the last time since that moment but this is much more this mm-hmm. is like a grown-up adult version of the last time. And the way that their voices work, I think, works a lot stronger. And the the lyrics and the story, this like evocative sort of argument where they're never listening to each other. And that's sort of why they've both, you know, failed in this relationship. And I just mm-hmm. think that that was such a powerful image too. And it's so fun to listen. I actually pulled our 
Insta or Twitter followers about their favorite songs so far. And I'm curious what you would guess is the top, the top song of the album. In the top song, according to the masses, yeah. Let me see. I'm looking at over all of them right now, and I'm trying to see. I mean, I know that I love Invisible String, but I don't know what our people one love. No, Maybe the Cardigan. top one. No, it's actually August. It got the most votes as a fan favorite, August. which I obviously love, and it's very good. And I think actually a lot of yeah. reviewers mentioned that one as like a great tour de force of Taylor's. But I do there like was, that song. Yeah. I really like you I love the bridge and the angst and the hope of it all. Like you yeah. can hear it in the background and the music and the production. It's hard to pick a favorite because I'm it's it's like remember Lover, we had such a hard time picking a favorite. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. This is like yeah. even harder is, because yeah, it has so much harder. depth and meaning to it. Yeah. This is me trying you guys. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and then that's what's interesting is like, I totally agree. I think there's so many standout hits on this that I can't be mad about anyone's favorite. But Mm -hmm. every single song got a vote except for one. So one of the tracks didn't get anyone's vote for favorite. Can you guess what Mm -hmm. it was? Was it? This is me trying. (laughs) (laughs) No. Are you hating on that one? (laughs) No, that's just like that. I don't know. (laughs) Like it could be seven. Um, It could be. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Let 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 me see. Was it Epiphany? No. Yes. Yes. Ooh. I think it's just too heavy. Like honestly, I listened to that, and the thing I texted my sister was, "Whoa, that is depressing." (laughs) It's 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 really short. It's like the shortest song, I think, on the album, and it's a bit depressing, has all the COVID feels, and as much Mm -hmm. as we want, like, a depressing (laughs) sound, we also want, we also don't want it to directly relate to what we're going through right now. Right. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) give me more of the hoax. Let's leave the Mm -hmm. dying, you know, civilians and the poor doctors out of it for now. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, Epiphany is still, like, a very interesting song in that she does, she does mirror this, like war battle scene of her grandpa with this Mm -hmm. battle scene of these doctors during COVID. And so it's like even her worst, like at least it's not her worst. It's not her least like, but the least favorite of the album is still like one that's, that's pretty good. And I think it'll be interesting to, to watch how these tracks fit into these substantial, like best of Taylor of all time, mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of these just rise to the top. Just because we they're need, so layered and interesting. We need, is it Rob to write <laughs> yeah. an article and yeah. putting, I'm sure he's working on one right now. If yeah. we can get him on the podcast to talk about it, that'd be even better. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, why'd you give the album 4.5 out of five stars? Yeah. Like, let's just break that down let's for now. Down. <laughs> he's like, epiphany. It destroyed me. Yeah. Oh, um, no, but I mean, I think that's what's so exciting about this album is. There is so much to unpack, but not in the usual way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I love how everyone's just kind of like sifting through it, trying to mm-hmm. get the per- the tailor out of it. Like, mm-hmm. is this really what she was going through? And it's going to be fun to see if she gives any more insight to the writing behind and the story behind some, yeah. of, these, some of these. I mean, that oh. was my question is, do you think she will promote this like in – 
in a usual way? Like, how do you think? I, mean, I don't know what the is usual way on? is. <laughs> well, I mean, she usually does like radio interviews and podcasts. You know, she's like, oh, let's talk about my inspiration. Come let's on, do a concert. Like, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I do think, you think maybe this she'll is just uh, drop it and leave it, or she'll she'll really promote it in the coming months. I think she. I I, I want her in my wildest dreams to <laughs> to promote it at least to, by giving us some more insight to her writing process because she's been yeah. very open with us the pa- past few eras of how she's written these these songs so i'd really like to get a little bit more deep into like some of the the, the love triangle illicit affairs mm. you know there's some of these songs that i just want to really get the yeah. her inspiration behind and like, who is Betty and Inez and James? <laughs> I know. And is Inez the other girl or is she just a girl who is a gossiper? I think she's just a gossip. You know? She's just a... <laughs> yeah, because so people think... hot stirrer. <laughs> so people think that Inez is the other woman, but I didn't get that when I first listened to, to Betty. I got it just like, oh, did you hear what yeah. Ashley said about so-and-so? Yeah. Like, this is what <laughs> yeah. happened. Like, I usually, you know, yeah, so... Just a meddlesome... And, and it's very interesting that James and Inez are, you know, the same names as mm. Blake and Ryan's children. They just had a third mm. baby. And so everyone's like, oh, is Betty going to be the name <laughs> of the child? Which I kind of – like, they'd be cool. But, you know, their kids it's have all these weird. unique yeah. – <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's very normal for them. <laughs> Because like yes, James yeah. is a normal name, but it's like it's their daughter James, right? Um, and Inez. I'm really wondering is Betty have <laughs> tied to those two? I don't know. Yeah, and then if it is the three kids, it's like what? What's? Why are we making this weird incestuous uh, song? Like what's uh, happening yeah. here? <laughs> and why is Inez yeah. such a? Does Taylor Swift have problems with Inez? I know. Lively? Do they have bad blood? She, <laughs> yeah. She's like, wow, you five-year-old, you're like way too much. (laughs) I'm going to drag you to hell and back as the gossip in this song. It's starting young. Get used to it, Betty. You got it. There's nothing I do better than revenge, Inez. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so fun to have new Taylor music. We always love this. So So my question is, Miss Shelby. Where do we go from here? We are, we were just going to hop on the London boy wagon. We just got all this new music. I feel like what's more relevant right now is not Lover. It is this album. But for our listeners, for the hope of it all, I'm (laughs) going to say someday we will continue on the Lover train. Yeah, I feel like, you know, when we did Reputation, we'd throw in some old hits, too, you know, and mix things up. So maybe as we're going through folklore, we'll be like, well, we never got to talk about Paper Rings, so I guess we'll do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And yeah, it'd be interesting to see because Invisible String and Paper Rings, like, you know, those might might go well, not in the same episode, but side by side. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, um, we really just have to find our momentum again and, and <laughs> motivation. But we hope to be back to some regularly scheduled programming because I think mm-hmm. I don't know it's you just all want to dive into these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, um, hopefully, yeah, I mean, we'll see if Taylor actively promotes this or kind of is just like, here's an album, enjoy. 
Bye-bye. But, Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited to have this new material to listen to and also talk on, on upcoming Swift dishes. Me too. <laughs> We're back from the dead. We yeah. rose up from the grave. We do it all the time, you guys. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can find us on social media some days um mm-hmm. we're I'll, I'll, at I'll update our podcast. yeah we're at swiftish podcast on instagram and at swiftish pod 13 on twitter and um you can always send us some dms send us an email at swiftish podcast yeah. at gmail.com mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a it's a great time to be alive i guess who knew 2020 turn around <laughs> <laughs> but until next time i'm ashley And I'm Shelby. And Taylor, peace. (laughs) Yeah, that is the song. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We didn't even talk about it, but peace. (laughs) 